With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dishes and Dimes. My name is Sidra and I am joined by Kelsey. Hello, Kelsey. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm not in Florida and I am not eating food provided by Tillman Fertetta. So I'm great. So you're living, you're living your best life right now. <laughs> yeah. So as all of you know, we've been hearing very intense things coming out of Florida. So we wanted to take some time to talk about them. As you know, the day before we actually recorded this, Florida hit a new record of positive COVID-19 cases and they had over 15,000 in 24 hours. Um, and today they actually had over 12,000 positive cases of COVID-19. So things in Florida, to say the least, um, are not going so well. It's been pretty interesting. How do you feel about the NBA being in Florida, Kelsey? I mean, the NBA being in Florida is like putting them all on top of like a septic tank that's about to erupt at any minute and being like, all right, boys, play ball. Like Disney's still open. Disney's open. People are like lining up with their mouse ears and their masks. And it's just all about it is totally gross. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Disney opened. Like, I didn't even register that. Have you seen that video of those, like, three women? They're, like, middle-aged women, and they're, like, in Florida, and they were feeling sick the next day, or the day before, I mean. And then all of a sudden, they're, like, vlogging how they felt sick and how the, like, doctors told them to leave, but they stayed. Have you seen that video? No, I haven't. I've only seen, like, the pictures of people all waiting for, like, the Disney train or whatever, and they're all squished, like, sardine cans, and then, I like, sardines in a can, and then I read that... They were like running out of hand sanitizer at Disney World. So the rides just weren't getting disinfected in between. Oh, my gosh. That is like, I was going to say a disaster waiting to happen, but like there's no more waiting. It's kind of just happening. Yeah, it's already a disaster. It's it's happening. The most magical place on Earth <laughs> where magic happens, where yeah. the NBA season resumes. Magic as in disease. like Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Um, also, Shams like reported, I think, today that as of July first, nineteen players have tested positive for COVID nineteen. So yeah, including two that were already in on campus. So I don't like they're being very vague. Quiet, I yeah. guess yeah, very vague about how they ended up on campus, but then tested positive. Maybe they were asymptomatic. Maybe their negative tests were. Maybe their tests were negative upon entering campus and then because the virus takes a couple of days to like set in. Right. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I mean, I don't know what's going on. We've got people being sent back to quarantine because they picked up food that had been delivered. Oh, my gosh. Who was that again? So Bruno Caboclo. Yes. Our forever There's... baby. Mm-hmm. He's got sent back to quarantine for inadvertently breaking the rules. They didn't say what exactly it was. And then Rashawn Holmes picked oh, he, up yeah, delivery. <laughs> delivery 
And now he's got sent back for about eight days as well. Didn't Kelly Oubre do the, do the same thing with Postmates? He like got delivery too. Yeah, that's the thing because he said that you can get delivery, but then they didn't say anything about him breaking the rules. So did he like have someone, you know, like wheel it up to or like crank it up to his window in his hotel room? Like I have no idea. <laughs> Somebody like brought it on like a gold platter for him and he didn't get in trouble. Yeah, or like, have you been to like Tim Hortons or McDonald's where they're like handing you the machine with um, a hockey stick? Like maybe, maybe he did that. Wait, maybe that's that. happening? Yes, I, I went to McDonald's and they passed me the demo <laughs> machine and it was like taped to a hockey stick. Oh my gosh, that is like the most stereotypical Canadian thing I've ever heard. You know what? It works though. So. Hey, I mean, it works because how, how long are hockey sticks usually? Like at least two meters? No, wait, that's too big. Two meters is huge. Not as tall as me, I don't think, but very well could be. But if you have like an arm attached to a hockey stick, I think you're going to be okay. I think that's six feet. Hey, it's safe. So, I mean, if they're doing that, like props to them for being so innovative at this time. Like we'll take anything at this point. Yeah. NBA, take note from Tim Hortons. Yeah. So when when these guys are ordering delivery, make sure you're giving it to them on a hockey stick, basically. Oh, also, Russell Westbrook, was he on campus or was he, do we know if he was on campus or had he not landed yet? I mean, I don't, to be honest, I don't really follow the Houston Rockets that closely. I also just remembered that he is a Houston Rocket. And um, <laughs> it's I, been a I, long I, quarantine. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It said he's still at home quarantining. So I don't think he had arrived yet. Okay. I hope he gets better. At least he gets to like, look at his kids through like probably a glass door or something and just wave at them and see his adorable kids oh my gosh they're so cute those twins with their squishy little round faces they're so cute and he's probably such a good dad he is there's a lot of nba players and just watching them be dads is like my favorite thing especially like russell westbrook you just know he has like such a his personality is so like specific and loud and fun that he's probably, like, such a good time as a dad. Yeah, definitely. And, like, you know, Nick Young, for all of his faults, seems like <laughs> a really wonderful dad. I was I, This video I watch, like, every day, and it's his son on Christmas, and he's opening his toys, and he's, like, obsessed with wrestling. And he got all these wrestling action figures, and, the like, the amount of joy in this little boy's face is Aww. just unparalleled. It's adorable. That is so adorable. I hope he gets well soon. Russell Westbrook, if you're listening, you're probably not, but, like, if you are, we hope you get well soon. Russ, if you want to listen, I mean, you've got a couple days before you can go to Orlando, so. Yeah, and you've got some spare time, um, so if you could just open up your DMs, we'll send you the link for the pod, and you have, like, hours of content you can listen to. Yeah, we've never been mean to you either, so. Yeah, why not? Hashtag why not? Hashtag why not? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't know what else to talk about with Florida. I feel like we've kind of covered it. We can talk about the food. Oh, yeah. So we've we've seen some pictures online about some pretty interesting things happening in the NBA bubble, as they like to call it. Um, Specifically, though, let's talk about the food first. Um, There's some very interesting photos about foods, like Joelle Embiid tweeted a photo of what looked like a meal. Kelsey, you saw the photo, I'm assuming. Oh, I saw the photo. I think it was just, it was leaves 
<laughs> and some noodles. <laughs> and some like unseasoned chicken bread. Yeah, breast, and, and there was like, buns you get on an airplane. Yeah. A cup of pasta. There was like some cheese and there was like some random mystery sauces just hanging out that he, I guess he was supposed to dunk his unseasoned chicken breast into to give it some flavor. He was yeah, big Swiss chalet energy coming yeah. out of the uh coming out of the NBA bubble. I'm so glad you do you know how much I hate Swiss chalet? Like if you ask any of my friends, like they will t- if they they will tell you like my whole most hated thing in this world is Swiss chalet. Like I cannot stand that corporation and i've never gone back they take like one minute uncle ben's rice and like put it in the microwave for 30 seconds and then hand you like a plate of rice that is raw and disgusting we're going off topic but i hate swish la yeah swish la if you're listening we don't like you as much as we like russell westbrook not even yeah yeah but the one good food thing i saw was so they're all like complaining about this food and stuff and then myers leonard posts this picture and he's like Mickey Mouse waffles. <laughs> and it was these little waffles shaped like Mickey Mouse. So I guess it's not all terrible. I don't think those were provided by Houston Rockets owner and restaurateur Tillman Fertetta. But um, your time's up, Tillman. Yeah, get to packing, man. What are you feeding these guys? Like Joel Embiid literally wrote on that photo that he was definitely losing 50 pounds. And you could tell, like, nobody wants to eat that shit. Like, it looks horrible. And that's not to say, like, of course I know that the people making it are probably people who don't feel safe in that bubble and they're working really hard. So this is not against those people specifically. But the menu that those people are given to make, you guys got to, like, spice up your palate or something. Like, cayenne can go a long way. Where is it at? Like, I haven't seen it in any of these photos. Right? Throw some old bay seasoning in there at the very least. <laughs> Seriously. Garlic? Like, have you ever heard of that? It's very cheap, too, and you can regrow it. Like, it's not going to cost you any money, Tillman. <laughs> Did you see, um, somebody tweeted this, uh, menu options at the Corona Doe Springs Resort where the Lakers are staying. And they oh have, like, God. did you see that? It was, like, steak and, like, prime rib and stuff, Right. Yeah, for the chef the chef special was shrimp and grits, jumbo lump crab cake, braised beef short ribs, and grilled cheese and tomato soup. Like, they're living their lives, and they have, like, an entire wine menu and beer selection. Like, the Lakers are living. Is that where the Rockets are staying, too? I'm not sure. Because maybe this is all part of the master plan. Like, oh. remember, you know, like, the tainted pizza, the Michael Jordan tainted pizza? <laughs> maybe, maybe this is how Tillman's like, this is how I win. This is how I, I get them to all. <laughs> That's funny. Honestly, that food specifically, like there was one uh, picture that's like never going to leave my mind. And it was Montrez Harrell of that photo of like a piece of raw chicken. We were talking about this earlier with like the neck that was still intact. Like it was still attached to the body of the raw chicken. And I was just like, I was mortified. I was like, what is this? And why, why is he being fed this? Yeah. And you think about like, I mean, professional athletes, they usually for the most part probably have someone cooking for them yeah. who is feeding them like raw chicken. Could you imagine having like a very strict diet, a very well prepared by like a top chef diet and then eating raw unseasoned chicken and a couple leaves? They're either going to like shit their brains out or end up in the hospital. Yeah. Right. Like they're supposed to be afraid of COVID-19, but really like he should be afraid of salmonella at this point. Like yeah, if if COVID doesn't kill you, salmonella will. 
setting up for disaster, man. I feel bad for them. I mean, I feel bad for them. I really do. I just, how hard is it to just like get a nice sandwich once in a while, you know, especially at Disney? Like you're telling me you don't have nice sandwiches at Disney? Like sandwiches go a long way. <laughs> right. Or like the turkey legs that all of the Americans are like walking around with at Disney, just chomping on a turkey leg. Why can't the NBA players have turkey legs? Those pictures are actually terrifying of those turkey legs. They're terrifying, huge. But delicious. I don't think I've ever even had a turkey leg in my life. It just reminds me of like medieval times. You know, when you like were yeah. like middle school and you got to go to medieval times and watch like <laughs> horses play with each other or whatever the hell they were doing, like dueling. That's what it feels like to jousting? me. Jousting. Jousting. I don't know what jousting is. <laughs> I only know it because of, um, what's that Heath Ledger movie, A Knight's Tale? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> My movie experience goes, like, no further than Legally Blonde, and you know this. <laughs> That's all I know. So for our next part, we wanted to bring someone in who actually has experienced what it's like to be quarantined as a professional basketball player. And there was no one better we could think of than CEBL reigning MVP, former London Lightning, and new, I don't know how to say your league's name, I'm sorry, in Poland, but we have Xavier. Okay. <laughs> we have Xavier Moon. Xavier, how are you? Lovely. Living the dream. Living the dream. So you are currently quarantined in the lovely St. Catharines, Ontario, in preparation for the CEBL season. What's that been like? It's been a challenge. Been here ever since I got here, uh, June 30th, for the whole two weeks, and it's been it's been crazy. I learned a lot about myself. Just trying to keep myself busy. And you guys can't see each other even though you're all quarantined in the same hotel, right? I mean, we can go out on the balcony and see each other, but as far as, like, going to each other's room, nah, we can't do that. So you guys are just, like, <laughs> screaming to each other, like, trying to communicate? Nah, like, the balconies are closed. Like, if I go out my, if I go out my door, uh, I can talk to, like, the person in the room next to me. Who's next to you? Uh, Travis and Dory and Benson. Oh, good. Yeah, so I know both of them. So I mean, we always out there having conversation. And but you guys can't have any any visitors in the bubble, right? I can't have visitors. Can't leave. Can't even leave my room. As far as I can go outside is on the balcony. That is it. What about when housekeeping comes? Housekeeping doesn't come. Oh my God! Gross. Uh, I swear, like the first day, well, my probably like the second day. They was, I was asking the front desk about laundry, like, who's going to do our laundry? And they were saying they couldn't do our laundry because they didn't want to sort through our clothes. So I'm like, okay, so they're going to come in here and change the sheets, though, right? And they was like, nah, like, one week you got to sleep on one bed, and the, the next week you got to sleep on the other one. So that's crazy. Oh, my God. So, wait, you don't get to do your own, like, you, you can't even do your own laundry? Nah, I can't even, do, I can't even leave my room. But oh my I, gosh. I know people in the area, so they send me like pairs laundry mat. And the lady was actually kind enough to wash my clothes for free because I was telling her um, that I was in quarantine and stuff like that. So I got my clothes washed, but still trying to figure out how to get these sheets washed, though. Oh my yeah, God. that's the gross part is the yeah, sheets, yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm like, like man, y'all, can, y'all can at least just bring us new sheets so we can change our own sheets and then put these outside. Like, something. Yeah. yeah. Just like leave them outside of the room. Like new sheets, at, like every every day or so. Right, like or, or every other day, like we'll be yeah. Fine. Nah, these same sheets. 
So what's it like not seeing family or friends for 14 days before you're supposed to start a season where you also won't be seeing family or friends? Yeah, I would say it's normal because about to start this season, but being in quarantine is very different, uh, especially when I come from being at home and everything is like back to normal where I'm from. Um, so then coming here to actually experiencing the whole quarantine thing is, has been different. Um, it's crazy not seeing my people, uh, not not being able to bring my dog with me. Like all of that is crazy, but I mean it's it worth it's worth it uh, to a certain extent to be able to get back on the court. Do you think that was the hardest part for you, like not being able to like bring your dog or talk to your family or or your friends, or what was the hardest part for you? I think the hardest part was just me wrapping my head around me not being able to leave this room. Like, yeah, like I'm fine with. I, I can call my my family and talk to them anytime I want to. But me not being able to leave this room, like not even being able to walk down the hall, like that's the part that I had to get used to. And what yeah. have you been doing to know. stay sane while you're in the room? Uh, I've been working out pretty much. Um, got myself a routine. Pretty much watching TV eating all the time, working and trying to stay in shape somehow in this room. They brought me a bike, so I'd be on this bike like crazy. But that's pretty much it. Uh, working out, eating, watching TV, sleeping here and there. And where does the food come from? Uh, they actually bring us food. Uh, breakfast is at 8 o'clock, lunch is at 12, and dinner is at 6. So they bring it. Uh, they leave it outside the door. They knock on the door. If you want it, you go out there and get it. If you don't, just leave it out there. And most of the time, it's just is good enough to eat. <laughs> and is it hotel food or is it like takeout or what? I honestly don't even know. Um, I don't know if the hotel cooks the food or if they buy the food, but it's, it's been pretty good. I, I can't complain about that part. So let's say you were hungry at like 10 o'clock and you wanted to go get, you can't even go get a snack from the vending machine. I can't go nowhere. Jesus I would Christ. I the dishes or do uh, Instacart or... I mean, I've been having people bring me stuff. Like, they just have to leave that front desk and the front desk bring it up here. So I've been pretty fortunate in that. So, I mean, but if you get hungry in the middle of the night, you better hope you got some snacks in your room. Yeah. And you haven't been able to have any visitors, right? No visitors. I am seeing nobody. And when we say visitors, we mean a very specific kind of visitor. <laughs> <laughs> no no females, none of that. And how's nobody that been? Nobody out. And how do you think your performance is going to be after that? Like, I know boxers tend to abstain before a lot, or at least some of them do, before a fight. That's not the same for basketball players, right? No, not at all. I don't know, because it's hard to get it. It's hard to get in game shape, um, especially when you're not able to do anything to get in shape ready. But I don't think it'll uh, affect my performance at all, because um, I've been keeping myself busy. Like, I mean, when I was working out way before I got here, so I mean, I'm more than ready for the season. Does it affect your like, um, like mental health or stress levels? Besides, like, of course, the um, physical aspect? For some people, it may. Like, for me, I mean, it don't affect mine at all because I'm 
like I said, I'm always finding ways to keep myself busy, and I'm either reading or doing some other stuff. But some of these people here, I can tell you that <laughs> they mentally is definitely affected. Yeah, There's people, some people struggling. Yeah, you got people jumping the balcony and leaving. <laughs> I'm like, man, it ain't that serious. Like, it ain't even been as bad as I thought it was going to be. But it's like I said, it's definitely been a challenge. Now, how do you think it would affect, like, NBA players who have, like, hoes in different area codes? Like, do you think it's going to be... Spe- <laughs> do you think it'll be harder for them? I, I honestly think so. And when, when you talked about it yesterday, when you like, they can't have sex for three months, like, God, that's crazy. Like, I don't know nobody yet. Especially a professional athlete that can go three months without having sex. So, I don't know. That's going to be tough. Like, do you think we're going to see a lot more fights because there's going to be so much pent-up aggression? That's what I was thinking. Like, you relieve so much stress as a basketball player when you have having sex. And then, you, I mean, you have, you're playing a game, obviously. But then once you're not having sex and all that aggression is built up, uh, I, I would love to see some of these games. Where I <laughs> There's it's just technicals for everyone. For sure. Nora actually wanted to ask, would you consider bringing your own family into the bubble, whether it's like the NBA bubble or the bubble that you're in right now? For sure. Like I said, man, I, I would love to bring my dog. I love to bring my, my whole family up here. And like I said, for, especially for the NBA, like, they have wives, they have kids. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have no wife and no kids, but definitely, um, that's something that they should consider. In terms of, like, what you are feeling in terms of how safe you feel, do you feel, like, safe going back to the court? Like, is there anything that you think our leagues are missing or some things that our leagues are doing really well when it comes to safely returning back to the court? I mean, I feel as safe as I uh, ever ever felt uh, being here by myself. I don't know how I feel. Like, I know I get out of here tomorrow, but I don't know how I feel about this. Like, I'm obviously I'm ready to get out. But mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, now, now I got to be even more cautious because I know that there's a possibility that I could go out here and do something stupid and end up getting a, um, getting a corona. So just trying to make sure that I'm I'm being smart about the way I'm moving around Like once I actually get out of here. And how far are you allowed to go between now and training camp? Well, I feel like I can go as far as I want to. Really? I ain't heard no restrictions. They just said, I think the only restriction is that if I leave, like I have to come back. So I have to come back because this is our safe zone or whatever they want to call it. So... Just say, like, if I leave, I like, get out tomorrow at 8 a.m., and I'm definitely going to be gone all day. <laughs> they probably gonna, I probably got to come back tomorrow night. I, like, I, I think I have to stay here. I have to. So yeah. what's the first thing you're going to do when you get out tomorrow? I have no idea. I just want to be outside. I just want to see some other people. Yeah. I just want to get out of this hotel. That's it. <laughs> And are you going, do you have to go back to the hotel for the remainder of the season, or are they keeping you guys somewhere else? No, nah, we stay here for the, uh, oh my God. so, yeah, this is my, this is my little bubble. <laughs> and then after this bubble, do you have to go to another bubble before going to Poland? I don't think I do. Actually, I've been researching about that. I don't even know if I can fly over there right now. I don't know if, like, if they got any cases over there or it'd be crazy over there or not. But they're supposed to be letting me know. Like, I can leave. I can leave here any day. Like, I can leave here tomorrow. 
and I don't even I don't even know. So I'm I'm just waiting on them to let me know something. Then I got I got to go. And so, what are your predictions for this this NBA bubble? I ain't really seen too much stuff about it. I ain't really been watching. Uh, like I see all them um, getting back to Orlando and doing all that stuff, and I don't really know too much about the bubble. But I mean, I see the TBT is doing it, and I see the uh, the number of cases that they had was going down. So I think it's a good idea to make sure that they're in a bubble. But uh, like I said, I don't know too much about it. I didn't know they call it quarantine, but they quarantined for like 48 hours or something like that. And who do you have in the finals? Uh, that's tough. It's tough because, like, all these people testing positive, like, then you got yeah. people who just got hurt yesterday. So it's like, you don't even know who's going to be on these teams. People saying they're not going. So you kind of just got to wait and see, like, how this going to play out. Like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know who's picked right now. Uh, half of these things aren't, aren't going. Half of these people got corona and everybody else getting hurt. So, yeah, that's so true. We see like Russell Westbrook just tested positive. Victor Oladipo's not playing. Like the league is starting to slowly look very different than what we're used to. Right. And Rondo just got hurt yesterday. Oh, yeah. His thumb, was it not? Or a finger? Yeah, his thumb. Yeah. And he fractured his thumb in practice. And do you think that's from not playing for three months, almost four months? Yeah, I definitely I definitely can say that because once you, you're not playing, so you don't know, like, the stress level you put on your body when you're playing. So you do that, like, when you stop playing for a certain amount of time, and then you just automatically just start back playing, start back practicing without, like, I don't even know what they went through training camp with. Um, but training camp is very important. That's why I tell people, them two to three days of training camp, may not sound like a lot, but you can do a lot of two or three days. So definitely have to train your body to get back in in game shape. And there's a lot you got to do for that. I think that's one of the reasons you got hurt. Do you think we'll see like a slower paced game because everyone's kind of, you know, getting used to each other again and they're kind of, you know, being cautious. Their bodies aren't where they sh- would normally be, you know, three quarters of the way through the season. I would say a slower pace, but it'll be... The first couple of games will probably be sloppy. I can't say that. Because, like you said, everybody's trying to get back in the floor of the game, trying to get their rhythm going. But after a certain amount of time, man, it'll, it'll, be back. it'll be back to normal for sure. You want to tell people where they can find you on, like, Twitter and Instagram? I don't really be on Twitter like that, but you can find me on Twitter, Xavier underscore Moon. Uh, Instagram, xmoon02. Um, that's pretty much all I be using. I use Facebook sometimes, but, yeah. And we can watch you. We can watch you defend your MVP title um, in a couple weeks, right? All on CBC. That's what I'm doing. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your routine to uh, talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Xavier. No problem. All right. Good luck this season. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. That was fun. That was fun. We got some good solid candid answers about people jumping over balconies to get <laughs> so jumping over balconies having sheets that they kind of have to just get used to and just stay in them but they're also allowed to order food so that's something that's completely different from the nba i guess well i guess the nba is allowed to order food they're just breaking protocol and going to pick it up yeah i mean i don't see why leaving it at the front desk like they're doing in st Catharines would be any harm for the NBA as well. 
Florida just has to learn from Ontario in general. Yeah, learn from like with everything. Learn from the best Western St. Catharines, and this will are they at the best Western? Yeah. Well, they're not giving us money to promo them. Don't do it. No kidding. No. (laughs) I'm totally joking. Thanks a lot, Best Western. Keep those guys safe. Yes, keep them safe. Okay. So once again, thank you so much to Xavier Moon uh, for speaking to us today. Uh, So we are going to move on to some of the questions that our followers on Twitter had for us. Okay. This comes from at Chris P. Bridgen. What food would you sneak into the Orlando bubble? What would you sneak in, Kelsey? Well, see, the United States has so much better fast food. And I think I would probably risk it all for like, you know, like a burger maybe. Or- a burger? You can take anything <laughs> in this world. You just said a burger. <laughs> well, what okay. kind of burger? <laughs> Do they have Texas Roadhouse in Florida? I'm I don't know what right Texas now. Roadhouse is. That's like, I want to die in a Texas roadhouse. I'm going to look up their menu right now. Why are you doing that to yourself? Texas roadhouse. Yes. I need to know what you're talking about. Oh, wait, they have one in Florence, South Carolina. So you would like Uber Eats it from South Carolina to Florida? Oh, no, they have one in Kissimmee, which is like really close, which is basically Orlando, right? Oh, I don't know anything about geography, especially American geography. All of my... um geography i've learned from my american geography i've learned from teen mom and kiss me is like pretty much orlando <laughs> so i would uber eats some texas roadhouse um ch- country fried steak a bloomin onion and some um fried pickles nice bloomin onion are so beautiful and the texas roadhouse like dinner roll things because mm. those are like crack possibly <laughs> Sorry, I harped on you earlier because I'm like a burger, and you gave me like the most extravagant, beautiful menu that I want to try now. <laughs> I think I would. Oh, my answer is so boring, but it'd be a five-piece spicy tender combo from Popeyes with fries and a biscuit, and like spicy mayo and black and ranch. But like, also my mom's biryani, so I don't know, one or the other. They're both yeah. at the same level for me. If Stephen Adams can bring in like a couple trays of lasagna, I'm sure you could like bring your mom's biryani. Did he bring in lasagna? Yeah, he said he brought a couple trays of lasagna. That's so funny. He's so funny. Okay, so next question we have from at Julie J's. Shout out to Julie, who's like one of the most supportive followers that we have. We love you. We saw someone being mean to you on Twitter, and we'll fight them. Yeah, I I mean, I I reported him, but if you want me, Julie, if you want me to show up at his house, I'll do that for you. Yeah, if my employer is listening, I will not fight them. But if they're not listening, Julie, I got your back. But the question Julie gave us is both Kyle and Mark did an amazing job of getting into shape prior to the start of the season. Who do you think had the better transformation? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I think Mark had the more visible transformation. Yeah, because he's beautiful now, (laughs) like... Yeah. Not that he was ugly before, but he just like, whoa. <laughs> and Kyle, like, I think it's because, so when I went to Kyle's kids basketball camp with my son, you could tell then, this was like the beginning of this year or last year, I don't remember, the, how great of a shape he actually is in. And I think it's just the way that his uniform falls is that people think that he's out of shape, but he's actually in like really great shape. So I think the yeah. fact that we're seeing him in like, you know, a sweatpants and a t-shirt might have something to do with it. But I think he's also one of those guys that used this opportunity to get in even better shape. So that's, that's a tough one. I'm going to, I'm still going to give Mark the edge though, just because like 
he looks like he lost 20 years off of his life. Yeah, dude, he actually looks so much younger. Um, I think I'm going to go with Mark, too, just because, like, I'm, I'm just, like, looking at these pictures when I first saw them, and I was like, did a double take. I'm like, are we sure that's Mark Gasol? Like, is that not a GQ model? Are you guys serious? <laughs> he looks great, and I, I can't wait to, to see him play. He's going to do so much with that. I'm so excited. We like doing pirouettes around Joel Embiid, and I, for one, cannot wait. Joel Embiid has, like, diarrhea from, like, all the nasty food he's eating and he's doing, and Marcus all is doing pirouettes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So next question we have from at Nassim Ali or Nassim Ali. I'm, I'm sure it's Nassim Ali. I'm just going to assume um, Pascal and OG versus Serge and Mark in doubles ping pong. Who wins? I think Serge would take it way more seriously. I feel like I would give it to Pascal and OG because Serge would just be like talking a lot of shit. Yeah, and getting trying to angry. distract them. I feel like he would be. I feel like he's got the more like competitive spirit in him. So I feel like he's gonna just distract himself by getting so angry. And OG and Pascal, I mean, like they're a lot younger. They're gonna use that to their advantage and just you know like troll the shit out of him until he's like snapping little ping pong rackets and bring <laughs> home. I think I agree with you. Pascal and OG. When OG's serious, like, especially in ping pong, probably game over. Like, you're done. Yeah, and if he can't beat you that way, he's just going to be like, Serge, I put you on scarves. (laughs) (laughs) OG, come on. on. (laughs) No, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so those are actually all the questions that we have from the dime bag. Uh, But we also want to celebrate eight years of Raptors Kyle Lowry. So we, we've, we've had the, what's the word I'm looking for? The time I of our lives. We've had the time of our lives. <laughs> we've had oh, the, pleasure <laughs> and the honor. I, I couldn't remember the word honor for some reason. <laughs> okay. And we've had the honor of having uh, Raptors Kyle Lowry for the last eight years. Um, so we did ask a lot of you, um, a lot of you responded with your favorite moments on our Twitter page, um, but we wanted to share some of ours too. Kelsey, do you want to go first? I feel like it's pinnacle Kyle Lowry. Mine was the game against Brooklyn. Thank you, Jordan, for reminding me what game it was. And um, where the rim was, Kyle was telling the refs, like, the rim's bent. And they're like, go away, Kyle Lowry. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, no, the rim's bent. And he just, you know, kept badgering and badgering in typical Kyle Lowry to NBA referee fashion. So they stop the game. They get the, the ladder guy out who is like, this is my time to shine. And he brings out his level, and lo and behold, the rim was bent. And it's like regular point guards and regular basketball players do not know notice when the rim is bent by like two degrees or something. And it's not because his shooting was off. It's because he noticed, as the floor general that he is, that his teammates weren't shooting as well. He's just taking care of everyone. He's like, no, nah, your, your shots aren't falling in. No, no, there has to be something wrong. Your shots yeah. fall in. I just don't think that many players, teammates, anyone would notice something like that the way that Kyle did. Yeah. Because he's perfect. I feel like my response is one that we heard from a lot of people. Um, and that was game six, Kyle Lowry, because that is going down as one of the most amazing incredible incredible games we've seen and just just watching him 
be in the court and knowing he's about to win a championship and just run shit on that court. And everybody just had to shut up about all the shit they've said about him. Not that they have, have stopped because they're, those trolls are always online, but it was just amazing to see him in game six and just once again, be that floor general and just, just take over. So I definitely have game six is like one of my all time favorites, of course. Yeah. He just went in there and from like the initial tip off was like, we are not going back to Toronto. No, I'm winning this year. I'm not risking a game seven and that's it. And he did it. He did it. He did it so well. (laughs) I could cry. He had, what did he have? 26 points, 10 assists and seven rebounds. It was just, it was just amazing to see him do that and then get a, like, hold up that trophy at the end. Ugh. Chef's kiss. Couldn't have written it any better. The George Hill between the legs is another favorite. Ooh, good one. What about off the court, though? So off the court, my favorite isn't actually a Kyle Lowry moment. It is a um, Carter Lowry moment. Oh, Carter. I know what it is. <laughs> it's not like, no, it's not the kissing. Oh, I thought it was the kiss on the court no. because that is just, that's something. That's so cute. So we all know that Kyle is a wonderful person, but he is raising some wonderful people as well. When I was at the basketball camp, one of his sons was participating and there was another kid who was, you know, really quiet and really shy and Carter or Cameron was just helping him the whole time. And then the kid had to go to the bathroom. So he was like, it's okay. I'll help you. And he grabbed his hand and took him. Oh, my God. Like, he needs to go to the bathroom. Oh, my gosh. That's so adorable. Like, just oh. like his dad helping every, all of his teammates out. His son is also helping all of his teammates out. And it's just, it was just so adorable to watch. That's my favorite off-the-court Kyle Lowry moment. Well, that's a great moment. So thank you for sharing for that for us because I don't think any of us knew how adorable that situation could be. That's so sweet. I think my favorite would have to be, it's not even a moment, it's an outfit. And like, I feel like my Twitter personality is like, you can kind of tell by my Twitter personality that I'm just like into the weird things like Bob's Burgers and Step Brothers. So when he wore that like shirt of him and Damar or his sweatshirt, and they had like that, that specific, like that one photo of stepbrothers where they're like posing and like nerdy vests. And then he had a Bob's Burgers hat on top of it or a toque, whatever you call it. He was pandering it, to the Sidra audience. It was literally the best thing I could have ever seen. Like no PJ Tucker, no Russell Westbrook outfit could ever compare to that outfit. It was just a hoodie and a toque and it was just excellent. Yeah, that's perfect. He's perfect. He's perfect because he doesn't care, like, what he's wearing. And then he wears something like that, and everyone's like, oh, my God, you're so perfect. You're so funny. You look like Linda Evangelista. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead. So that concludes another episode of Dishes and Dimes. Thank you so much to our wonderful guest, Xavier Moon. And before we go, we wanted to announce that we do have an exciting new venture coming up on Patreon, and we will... Um, you can find the details of that on our Twitter and Instagram accounts soon to follow. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see, hear from you guys next time. <laughs>